I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to what may or may not be an ongoing series of um, small short, long, I don't know, because I haven't recorded it yet, videos uh, entitled Reading Wikipedia. Wikipedia is probably the largest resource of data available to us on the planet, and I don't know about you, but very often I uh, end up going down a rabbit hole uh, on Wikipedia and discovering more and more interesting information about things I had no concept of before. Um, and uh, what I thought I'd do is just pick a random article um, and uh, read it and just see where it takes us. I might comment on it as I go through and I might click on some of the links. Um, and then the next episode will be based on whatever I've decided to link on. So the article that came up when I hit random search today um, is one that's entitled Stereotypes of the British. And the first thing that I noticed is that uh, Wikipedia have flagged it up as being a potentially disputed neutrality. Um, now, I can only assume that uh, already that uh, an article entitled Stereotypes of the British has been disputed by certain British people. However, difficult to dispute a stereotype if it's reported, but I'm sure it'd be interesting to look at the talk page there um, and uh, see what they have to say. But let's carry on uh, regardless. Um, so reading through, stereotypes of British people are found in several cultures. Um, some are false, while others have some truth to them. And there's a citation um, for both of these. Uh, I don't know if you know how Wikipedia works, I'm sure you do, uh, but the citations point you to documents that uh, specifically give you more information um, off of Wikipedia on the internet. So we're going to learn um, something about the common stereotypes. Uh, we're going to learn about politeness, humour, tea, lack of emotion, weather, teeth, food, uh, monolinguism and antisocial behaviour abroad. And it seems to me that's a particularly good list of common stereotypes of the British. So let's start with common stereotypes. Politeness. Uh, both historically and in the present day, the British have often been associated with good manners by many people around the world, very similar to Canadians. I'm not sure... Uh, I think I'd probably dispute that nowadays. I'm not entirely sure that that's true, especially when you look at the fact that... Uh, Antisocial behaviour abroad is one of the subject areas um, and anyone that's been watching um, our uh, politics recently uh, and in fact uh, British Twitter may well think that uh, manners is something we've uh, forgotten. Humour, well that is close to my heart. British humour is well known for its use of sarcasm, yeah, dark comedy and irony. Monty Python was a famous British comedic group 
and some of the most highly regarded television comedies such as Faulty Towers and Mr Bean are British. John Cleese there getting uh, two plugs um, in the citation. I'm sure he's very pleased with that. Um, it would be interesting to look up British humour, I think, maybe for another one of these uh, reads. Um, but I love the fact that Mr Bean uh, is up there with uh, with Monty Python and Faulty Towers. Tea. Drinking tea is seen as a key part of British culture. Originally introduced as a luxury product in the 17th century, cheap imports from colonial India allowed its consumption to significantly increase during the second half of the 19th century. Today, it remains a massively popular beverage. I'm not sure about that. I'm a coffee drinker, but I understand why, um, why tea is certainly a popular drink. One survey of British adults from 2017 found that almost 75% of people who drank tea daily had at least two cups of tea a day. Research from a similar time showed that the UK had the 12th largest tea consumption per capita in the world. Only the 12th? What happened to being the best at everything in the world? Hmm. Other, now again, you see, I want to link there because it's interesting to know what the top... Uh, 20 tea drinking nations are in the world. We may look that up at some point. Other hot drinks, especially coffee, have become extremely popular. No, see, coffee, that's what I drink. Lack of emotion. The British are often seen as reserved and unemotional. This perspective has been bolstered by popular British phrases such as stiff upper lip, which means, dis and that's a link, so we could go out and find more about that. I'm not sure we should which means displaying an enormous and determined exterior in the face of hardship. Keep calm and carry on. Well, that's one of the posters that I uh, make and abuse on a regular basis. Keep calm and carry on was taken from a motivational poster produced by the UK government in preparation for World War II. I actually watched something about that on the BBC recently, and I'm sure that that link would take us there. Um, but the keep calm and carry on poster wasn't actually used. Um, it was never used. Um, it was resurrected in the 1970s after a print plate was found of it. But um, as far as I know, and we'd have to look this up, um, it was one of a series of posters and uh, it didn't do very well in market research in the early days of market research during the war. So it was never used. It was seen as patronising. Um, and always look on the bright side of life. Another Monty Python reference there. Um, so Eric Idle getting a plug. Um, oh, look, that's cool. Uh, because if we do that, we, we get a version of that poster. Um, always look on the bright side of life, which was lifted from a popular Monty Python comedy song. Hmm. About persevering in the most dire situations. I'm not sure. I mean, again, Wikipedia is always interesting. Always look on the bright side of life. Is that actually a phrase that um, Eric Idle created? Or is that something that we had before? We'll have to look that up at some point. So the weather. Um, it's a beautiful, sunny uh, spring um, lunchtime here uh, in Brighton, where I live. Um, so uh, let's see what this says. The weather in the United Kingdom is often seen as being poor and mostly consisting of cold air, heavy rain, clouds and fog. Well, you know, I can deny that. It's sunny here at the moment um, and actually quite warm. The weather is actually mild most of the time, yes, but prone to large changes at short notice. That's certainly true. 
In recent years, climate change has caused the UK's weather to become even more extreme, with incidents such as heat waves, snowstorms, and massive flooding occurring more frequently. Uh, yeah, that seems to be true. Teeth. Now, this video will uh, expose my very British teeth to you. Uh, Americans often joke about the British having bad teeth. This stereotype appears to stem from a particularly American view of dental health. Now, that deserves a citation, doesn't it? An American view of dental health, in which artificially straightened and whitened teeth, sometimes referred to as Hollywood teeth, are the healthiest. But this primarily affects only the outer appearance of teeth, and some evidence has shown that artificial whitening actually has a negative effect on dental health. There you go. It's just the Americanisms that make our teeth look bad. In reality, British teeth have been ranked as the fifth healthiest in the world. Again, we're not entirely leading, and it would be interesting to see a chart, maybe. No, it wouldn't be interesting to see that chart at all. But the fifth healthiest teeth in the world. Probably something to do with the fluoride in the water. With America, American teeth behind in ninth place. There you go, we beat the Yanks again. Food. Jokes are often told about British food, being either poor quality or inedible. Historically, British cuisine was generally fairly bland since around the post-World -war, War II period, but globalisation and mass immigration have caused it to become significantly more diverse. I always think this is interesting, British food. Um, what do you think of when you think of British food? Do you think fish and chips? Um, but the most popular dish, I believe, uh, in Britain now is uh, is a curry. Um, and that's obviously all to do with uh, immigration. Um, we actually have quite a huge variety of food, some great restaurants. Um, and uh, I'm not defending uh, the fact that uh, our natural habitat is bland food. Um, but, uh, you know, Marmite... Monolinguism. There is a common stereotype that the British are only able to speak English. It's quite true, I'm sure. This has some truth to it, as, like in many English-speaking countries, levels of bilingualism are relatively low. Additionally, the number of people who speak a language other than English as their first language is reasonably low, especially among, the, among those who were born in the UK, even among those in immediate immigrant ancestry. Sorry, with immediate immigrant ancestry. I think that's interesting when you look at uh, today's politics. Um, you know, the people that say um, in some of these schools there are um, uh, you know, 10 different languages spoken and they don't see that as a positive thing, which it is because primarily English is spoken uh, by most kids in schools um, unless they're a brand new immigrant and then uh, within weeks they're picking up the language. Um, but uh, the idea that uh, multilingualism exists in our schools is a great thing. I think. However, most British school children receive at least a few years of compulsory Spanish or French lessons. Um, I always, um, that's a long story, but uh, I do believe that we were taught as school children enough French to be arrested. Um, I'm not sure about enough Spanish, but I was certainly taught enough German to be arrested in Germany or France. Not that I obviously have. This used to happen during the first years of high school. Obviously written by an American, we don't use the phrase high school. But teaching foreign languages at an earlier age has been viewed as increasingly important. Anti-social behaviour abroad. Well, we can't do that at the moment, um, because as I speak, um, the government have just introduced £5,000 fines for going on holiday abroad, um, or for not having a good reason to go abroad. Um, 
and holidays, just not really a good reason. So in some tourist-heavy European countries such as Cyprus, Greece and Spain, British holidaymakers are closely associated with antisocial and violent behaviour, usually related to binge drinking. Since the pandemic, everything is related to binge viewing, but yeah, I guess binge drinking. Like Americans, British tourists have also been stereotyped as preferring to shout and talk slower in English when interacting with foreigners, instead of making an effort to use local language. See monolinguism above. Well, that's interesting. So let's find an article that uh, we can um, follow up. And uh, the one that I think interested me the most, I don't know about you, um, is to go and look at these motivational posters, uh, the Keep Calm and Carry On posters. So the next episode is going to be um, following this link. Thanks very much for uh, watching. I'm going to just uh, switch back to this camera. Um, I, um, I don't know if this is going to work um, and uh, it would be really interesting to get your feedback. Um, but uh, I will put a link to the Wikipedia article that I just read uh, underneath and I'd appreciate your comments. I don't want your comments really. I never read the comments. Or when I do read the comments under any of the things that I post, um, it's guaranteed to drive me nuts. So it's only when I'm in the mood to be driven nuts or get angry um, or frustrated that I bother reading the comments at all. So please leave a comment. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.